everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly Macchiatone Murgatroyd, how are you this morning? I am just ducky, thank you for asking. But I think you're the Macchiatone. I was, it was what came to my mind because I'm sipping a uh, macchiatone. Can you explain for our Starbucks loving audience what a macchiatone is? I wonder if you can actually go into a macchiatone in America and order Maybe one. Into Starbucks and order a macchiatone. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Can't walk into a macchiatone. No. Um, so, no, absolutely not. So, a macchiatone, um, I mean, this is probably not particularly why you've tuned into this episode, <laughs> but. You but know, it's interesting. But I think it's interesting. So if you enjoy a cappuccino and you enjoy the sipping of it, right? You just, you're sitting there, you got the cappuccino in your hand and you have a conversation, you're sipping it. There's something nice about it. But then if you go to the other extreme and you have just a shot of espresso, not a lot of sip there, <laughs> you know? You got like- It's just a tiny coffee. It's just a tiny coffee. You got two sips. But- if you go the cappuccino way, you can't really have too many of them because it's like eating a, you're like a cat eating a bowl of milk. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you can only drink so much. So right in between the espresso and the cappuccino, actually, I'm sorry. Well, there's another is, one. There's another one, which is a macchia- macchiato. And the so macchiato, the, I think you can get in a Starbucks. Yeah, you can get a macchiato. So a macchiato, let's take you one. So you got the bowl of milk from the cat, This right? is like the three little bears. Which is like the giant one. But then the one beneath all that milk is the macchiato, right? And so you probably are familiar with a macchiato. And so- Well, a macchiato is an espresso with a mark of milk. Mm-hmm. So it's just a tiny bit. So you have, if you're going on a sliding scale here, you have the espresso, no milk, the macchiato, just a mark of milk. And then you go to the other end and you have the cat bowl of, of milk with a shot of espresso in it, right? The cappuccino. That's right. But between the macchiato and the, the cat bowl of milk, you have the... Macchiatone. And tone means big. So it, it just means like bigger. 
So you'd go into a Starbucks and order like a grande or whatever, but this is a bigger, now, right? Yes, right. But, but this, this is, is not what we're talking about This today. is not what we're talking about today, is it? But just no. in case you want to know. All right. So we are talking about, drum roll please, boring businesses. <laughs> Yay! How excited are you to hear about a boring business? So, okay. Do you want me to start or you want to start? Well, who, let who me. Goes? I'm you, in, you, I'm I gonna feel go. like you want to start. I'm going to go because it, when we had actually a cappuccino and a macchiatone the other morning, I was talking to you about Cody Sanchez, who I know you have coming up on the podcast. And if you don't know her, look her up. She's really great to follow. And she has built, she went from working in, I think, Wall Street, corporate America, something like that, to building a portfolio of boring businesses in the neighborhood of $30 million in value. And she shares all of these tips and strategies on Instagram, probably on TikTok, but I follow her on Instagram. She's really great. And I was telling, I was talking to Rob and I was like, you know, I think so many people right now and many of you listening may have a day job and are wanting though that time freedom that we talk about, that, you know, that ability to have money and time on your side and not necessarily be um, plugging away in a nine to five. And the result of that is now a lot of people want to build these online businesses, these brands or courses or all of that. And I just don't think it's for everybody. And so that was what I I came because you coach a lot of people. And I think that there are people that could build courses and create brands in, in digital products and in this world, but I don't think that's your only option. And for me, Cody Sanchez on the other side is the one that's talking about boring businesses like a laundromat or vending machines. And you have people that are making tens and 20, $30,000 a month, like servicing their own vending machines and setting up infrastructure. So they're not necessarily doing it. And you can build like she did this massive thing of uh, boring businesses, this portfolio. Um, and I think that's really interesting. So I was telling you, that that's the direction I want to go in. <laughs> well, this is this is one of these interesting conversations where I don't think there's absolutes here, and I think there are massive shades of gray that need to be considered. For for example, because I have made the transition from work doing something that I don't love into doing something that I do love, I get many people reaching out to me asking me about that transition. So. I did a coaching call the other day with somebody and they were talking about, you know, there was a frustration there I can hear in his voice. And he's been, you know, working in uh, a certain business for a lot of years. And, you know, he said, I hear everybody talk about do what you love. And I can hear the, you know, the intensity in his voice. And he's like, I love baseball. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do a business about baseball. And there's one side of me as a coach that says, maybe, because if somebody would have asked me that question and I answered it in the same way he would have, I would have said, well, I love to, I love to talk to people and interview them and I love to travel. Am I going to make money doing that? And the answer is that's my entire livelihood. But on the other hand, there are people who may have an interest for doing something, 
but they don't really have an interest in the mechanics of setting up said business. Like, you know, I use the example of baseball. They may not want to make a course around baseball. They may not want to have a podcast around baseball. There may just be a passing interest. And I think you have to gauge yourself whether or not this is something that, okay, so let, let me let me go a layer deeper here and then I'm going to circle back. So my coach, uh, Chris Goodman, look him up, he's amazing, said to me, we're going back and forth. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm posting stuff, but, you know, I don't know who's interested in this and who's interested in that. Like, you know, living here in Italy, I sort of started getting into fashion and, you know, talking about, you know, Italian lifestyle and um, travel. And, you know, we were going back and forth about that topic. And so he sends me a message and he said, you love to talk about travel, Italy, fashion, family, not working yourself into the grave. Isn't that good enough? And that sentence for me triggered tremendous passion because he gave me, this is an overused word, but he gave me the permission to say that it was okay to talk about those things. So for me, it was very freeing to have clarity on what my passion was and dig deeper into that. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I'm talking more and more about those things. Okay, so that's on one hand. But on the other hand, you may not have that level of interest, but your end game, your end goal is to live a more meaningful life. So in this particular case, when I asked this guy, when we dug deeper about baseball, he said, look, what I really want is I'm at a stage in my life now where I just want to enjoy my family and I just want to travel and I want to do things I'm interested in. So baseball was like a casual interest. It wasn't a passion, right? It wasn't like, oh my God, I'd love to teach people this. I want to have you know, people learn about baseball. It was more, he was more trying to voice his frustration about doing what you love. So then, you know, when I shared that with Kim, you know, she said, you know, for a guy like that, you know, making a course is probably not his path. What his path is, is probably finding a boring business, right? And so just to give you a further clarification of what a boring business is, and I'll, I'll learn more when I interview Cody Sanchez, but she, if you follow her on Instagram, you'll see that she talks about vending machines, laundromats, selling ice, you know, ice machines that you can get outside of 7-Eleven, you know, those sorts of things. While they're not sexy, while they are not Instagrammable, that shit produces cash. And the cash that it makes with the low, like think about it, if you have a laundromat, right? You've got suds, machines, a thing to swipe your credit card to make it pay, somebody to clean it, somebody to collect the money. I, we could probably list out 10 items that you need to get this thing up and running. There's not a lot. Or to just buy and and maintain. Not a lot. But that's what's so interesting about this because I don't, I, I here's here's my, Here's my two cents for whoever's listening as still at this point. If you feel the pressure, if you want the shift in your life, but you're looking online and you're hearing everybody go, well, build a business in your passion and something you love and blah, 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 blah. 
Sure, you could do that, but it's not the only way. And I think that's the thing for me. And, you know, when you feel, I'm reading this book right now, Originals, Adam Grant, and it's really amazing. But in the book, they it has nothing to do with this particular topic, but they said one thing, and that's when there is financial pressure, right? So if you're trying to um, exit your business, like Rob was trying to exit chiropractic. And so if we just like completely shut that down and moved on, there would be massive financial pressure. So we have to stay in the day job until we can replace the income, which is what we did, and then move into more passion projects. But what they said is when there's not financial pressure and you want to do a course or you want to write a book or you want to do these more creative type things, you will have a better success when there's not financial pressure. But if there's financial pressure on you, because you need to get out of job A or you you quit your job and I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go all in on being an online entrepreneur, right? You have this massive financial pressure and that is going to produce shitty results. You're going to do a shitty course just to crank it out just so you can start making money. You're going to do shitty um, podcasts or shitty whatever because you're just trying to get it out to make the money because you quit your day job too soon. And so the point in this book is that the entrepreneurs that are more successful are are more likely to stay in their job and they so they gave some different, you know, people John Legend when John Legend that the singer released his first album, he worked for two more years. So he released his album and stayed working as a management consultant for two more years until the album grew legs and he was able to quit. You know, and so they talk about that kind of thing. And I feel like there's a couple of sides of this, right? There's the, I need to do something to get out of this job. I hate it so much. I just want to quit. So I'm going to start creating a course and I just need to get it up and going so I can get out. And I think that's not going to create, <laughs> you're not coming from a creative place. You're coming from a place of scarcity and fear. So that's going to be shitty. When you could stay in that job, take the income that maybe you have, maybe some savings, pour it into one of these types of businesses, these boring businesses. We're using Cody Sanchez. So that's how she refers to it. You could put it into that type of thing and start creating cash flow right away. And I think that many people overlook it because we're in the world of social media and you know everyone wants to be a, an influencer and everyone wants to be a, a whatever content creator. By the way, fun fact, Rob, do you know the fastest growing segment of small business right now? Mm -mm. Content creators. Do you know 50 million people consider themselves content creators? That's really interesting. Massive, and, and all brands, big and small, are setting aside marketing budgets for content creators. So it is a thing. Like this is a small business opportunity that is um, really growing. However, it is literally not the only game in town and it's not for everybody. And there's also massive burnout on the other side. So the point of today, I think, was to more just shed light on, you don't just have to make money online. And by the way, there are other people I talk to that reach out to me to kind of learn about what I do in, in network marketing and brand partnerships and stuff. And they don't want to put their kids online. They don't want to put their face constantly on Instagram. This is another lane they can go down. You know, you don't just have to build a brand digitally anymore. You can, I mean, you don't have to do that. You can do this 
boring business route. And there's endless boring. Like she has opened my eyes to the endless amounts of boring businesses. Well, I think there's a there's a difference when you think about um, what the goal is that you're after. So if you're at a stage in your life now where you're looking purely for income to be able to live a certain lifestyle, when you go down the content creator road where your face is the face of the business, there's a whole lot more elements that are involved than just income. There's vanity, there's ego, there's there's likes, there's um, trolls. There's a lot of emotional bandwidth that's associated with being a content, we'll use the word content creator, you know, somebody who creates courses and stuff like that. Well, Does content it, creator online is is an, is the new word for influencer because influencers don't like that anymore. Yeah, okay. Well, you you get the idea. All right. So I think we uh, we hammered that one home. There's another, there's another topic I wanted to talk about. And um, that is Steve Jobs' turtleneck. Oh my God. <laughs> well, Steve Jobs, I, I would assume up in heaven right now is still wearing the turtleneck because he never, he never stopped. And his- I think he was buried in the turtleneck. I think he was buried in the turtleneck. And one of the, one of the reasons why we're discussing the turtleneck is Cody Sanchez, this seems to be a Cody Sanchez show, um, is talking about just that, where, you know, she is a, she's a young, pretty girl, um, who's, you know, she's just a business titan now, right? She's just going after it. And she um, is sort of all in, at least in my estimation, from what I can see on social media, in the philosophy of just, you know, don't take the time and worry about the mental bandwidth it takes to try and figure out what you're going to wear and just wear the same damn thing, some version of the same damn thing every day so you can get to work. Well, Cody, I will tell you this in person when we have a chance to chat. I, I, I have a strong differing opinion. Not that, not that you wearing what you want to wear, or or um, or uh, Steve Jobs wearing what he wants to wear. Everybody, everybody, do do you do your thing? Can I can I say something real quick on that, just to provide a bit more yeah. background? She did a video and she said, in in the same way, Steve Jobs has the same argument. Um, I wear the same thing every day, so it doesn't take the mental bandwidth because we only have so much mental bandwidth for decision-making. And if you have to spend your decision-making on what you're going to wear, it's it's pulling away from the bandwidth you could be using to create more income. And so obviously we are, we moved to Italy to live a life of complete fulfillment, but also I don't find that fulfillment and joy and success have to be um, mutually exclusive. I think that you can have both. And so this is the part where as much as I love all the boring businesses, this one, we don't agree with. Well, it's, it's, for me, it's about crossing my line. So when I think about life, because I, I would assume that when you're getting involved with a boring business, you're getting involved with a boring boring business so that you can create, so you can generate income to live a better life. And when you start becoming so focused on efficiency, it becomes less effective and you're not fully embracing all the areas of your life. Like you can take this thing to extremes and people do all the time, which is why I have these events that I do, right? It's like, I, I got to focus now. I got to put my head down and I got to focus. This year is a big year. We're in momentum. We got to get it done. Okay. Well, listen, that happens, right? There are times in business where that happens. 
But when you start going on five and 10 years and there's always a new thing that you're after, then you become so so business focused that every decision you make is made for bottom line, right up to whether or not you should think about what you want to wear. Because I, I, I can't be thinking about clothes I want to wear because I'm building a damn business here. And there becomes a point where that goes so far. And, you know, this leads into a, 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 a really interesting topic, which is one of the things that we've been uncovering here in Italy. And that is, I don't, you know, I have friends here for six months and I don't even know what any of them do. You know, we've said this before on the podcast and I'm realizing that my ability, I am forcing myself. Last night we went out and had dinner. I had to force myself not to engage in a business conversation. And every time I felt like I wanted to ask a question about business or talk about, I don't know, taxes or whatever, to force myself mentally to find something that has absolutely nothing to do with the work I do, making money, taxes, a dollar sign. And I have spent the better part of 54 years in America um, for whatever the reason, and this is not America's fault, it's, it's my fault, focusing on entrepreneurship and focusing on work. And I'm having to unlearn that part of me and focus more on a different muscle. And it is, it is not, I, if you're an entrepreneur, I'm sure that if you're, if you're listening to the show, you probably fall into the entrepreneurial category. I, I'm going to tell you that if I give you a charge, a goal to say every dinner for the next month that you have, or every conversation for the next month, don't talk about business. Take one month of your life and try it. I'm gonna tell you that you're probably gonna fail within the first week. It is gonna be, if you're like crazy, hard-driven entrepreneur, it is a muscle. It's kind of like guys going to the gym, you know, working on chest and girls going to the gym, working on their butt. Like it is the muscle, the thing that you do every time. But when I got to go to the gym and I have to work on, I don't know, my legs, right? I'm become like a Jersey Shore guy. Like I'm all, I'm all chest and no legs. But there's more. So the point is that there's more to life and there's more to living a full life than just scaling business and going after more and more and more. And so tying back into the, what are you going to wear portion and, and don't use that mental bandwidth to figure it out so you can use it later on business that is for me very that is a weak uh a, a, not a weak a not well-rounded human right that would make a not well-rounded human so when i look at someone like a steve jobs okay great he created apple he had all of the weight of apple on his shoulders and he chose to wear the same thing so he didn't have to do anything different but how much fulfillment was in his life and where like how did that show up outside of business. And and I think sometimes we get so stuck in thinking that work in business is life, but there's so much outside of that. And yes, fashion is one of those things for many people because there, there's, you know, it's funny to say, to see this because you have people like Alison Lombatis, that's amazing. And if you don't know her, look her up too, and we'll tag her in the show notes. She 
was wearing sweatpants every day and athleisure and one day said, I can't do this anymore. I need to actually put clothes on. And now she created an entire business around creating these fashion capsules for women and showing them how they can dress up and and put things together that look great if they don't have the eye for that. Because when you look great or you feel good in your clothes, you show up in your environment, in your work better. And there are literal studies to show what you wear impacts how you show up in business. And so I feel like it's literally the opposite, right? So fashion is one area, but it's if if the focus on something so small as what you wear, just wear whatever and just wear some version of the same thing every day so you don't have to think about it, where else in life does that permeate, right? Like where el- what other aspects of your life are being trimmed down, toned down so you can achieve this massive goal of scaling? And that that's dangerous when it comes to living a really fulfilling life. And I think as you get on in years, <laughs> maybe you start to recognize these things a bit more. But for me, that is... That one's going to be a hard no. Like, I want to feel good. I want to enjoy all areas of life. And I want to have the time, freedom, and money. So I love the boring business. I love the businesses you can just invest in and create a monthly income on that you don't have to show up and, you know, put your face there. And I also uh, think that there's more to life. The reason that we're building these boring businesses is so we can live our life. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'll leave you with this. If you are an entrepreneur and you feel that you're sort of hypnotized by work and you, you, you're resonating with the fact that, you know, Steve Jobs woke up and put on the same turtleneck and you're resonating with the fact that, you know, you're in momentum now and you can't stop and you're, you know, but, but deep inside your wife is, your, your spouse is saying, Hey, you know, you, you need a little time off. Hey, you need to sharpen the saw. Or if you're starting to recognize that your innovation is getting stale and you're not innovating at the level that you are. You may wanna join us on one of our trips. We've got one coming up in November. We're headed to Dubai. And the idea of Dubai is to break you out of your hypnosis that you're in with work. And I can't think of a better place to do that than going to a place like uh, Dubai. So um, if you have an interest in that, shoot me a message on Instagram and let me know. We are gonna be uh, opening that up over the next couple of weeks. All right, that's it, everybody. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 